0: Hello there. Welcome to the VO School podcast. Now, this is a special episode. I'm going to be introducing you to a new podcast that my good friend Karen Guilfrey and I are starting. It's called the VO Breakfast Show. Now, this isn't the end of the VO School podcast. There's still lots to talk about, but this is a different format, really. We're talking about the industry in an unplanned, spontaneous, current way. We're covering different subjects each episode, but it's going to be very much in the moment. We want it to be a kind of magazine show. So whatever's happening at the time, uh, whatever's going on in the industry, what hot topics, what dramas, etc. And we very much envision this to be you listen to it while you have your breakfast in the morning and sort of gears you up for the uh The work week so that's it it's the vo breakfast show definitely check it out it's everywhere you get podcasts it's currently live just put up episode one and i wanted to play you a little sample of it so here's the first 15 or so minutes of the vo breakfast show definitely subscribe if you like vo school it's a continuation a variation of what i've been doing here and uh, i think it should be a lot of fun so i hope to see you there i will be back here at some point in the near future to talk about something else that's going on in voiceover Um, but thank you for subscribing thank you for being a loyal listener to vo school i hope to see you at the vo breakfast show and here it is
1: Morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is that we can start every it, show with singing in the rain?
0: Well, you can you can start it that way. That's I'm fine with
1: that. <laughs> Jamie, uh, yeah. how many auditions did you do over the weekend?
0: Oh, over the weekend. Two? <laughs> Two? Maybe maybe less than that. <laughs> <One>. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any over the weekend. Before. Oh, Hardly see, any.
1: I always get mine like on Friday night, and then I typically don't do them until Sunday night.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, I try and get mine done Friday (laughs) And then they're
1: due on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I should do them on Friday. I try to do as many as I can Friday, but um, my kids and I, and Sean, my husband, actually, we're all in The Music Man, Mm. and we rehearse on Friday nights, but the kids' rehearsal starts at 5, and so by the time everyone's home from school and we go out the door, it's like, by the time we get back, it's like 8.39. yeah. So I wait until Sunday sometimes.
0: <laughs> and what we're, we're alluding to here is that agents... Oh, by the way, because <laughs> we haven't set this up at all, <laughs> The we're talking about auditions today, everything about auditions. Our first episode, we're, we're devoting it to auditions. And we're talking about this phenomena of agents sending a million auditions on a Friday night.
1: Which is kind of nice because I feel like it's nice to have auditions that you can take a second to think about yeah like I always appreciate when there's a video game audition that has a lot of different roles in it and long scripts that are the audition sent on Friday and then I open it up on Friday and I look at it and I kind of think about it and then I do it on Sunday when I know I have you know more time that's nice I don't mind that and but I don't really mind rush auditions either because let's talk about the audition process, Jamie.
0: (laughs) Sure, yeah. Great, Um, okay. It really does depend on the genre, like you said. Um, Yes. Video games, there's a lot of backstory often, so you have to read a ton of plot, backstory of the character, and there's a lot of prep that goes into it. You know, often you get artwork, so that takes a little bit of sort of figuring out. But if it's like a promo or a commercial or a corporate thing, you can kind of turn that around and bash that out immediately.
1: So... Let me, let's me let talk about our processes then because I audition very differently from a lot of people um, and uh, I'm sure you have your own way of auditioning as well and we never talk about this with each other really no. in general in voiceover. So let me just ask you, what is your audition process from the time an audition gets into your inbox until you send it send it out? Give us a step-by-step.
0: All right, so a big part of it for me was actually getting this booth Um, I'm in a Studio Bricks, and I have it set up, it's pretty much ready to go at the drop of a hat, like, immediately. So when I have auditions, and I need to turn them around quickly, I can just get in here, press record and go, basically. It's, like, frictionless. I can just do it. So that, given the fact that they come in at any time of day, and I work from home, it enables me to just turn things around quite quickly, that tends to be for agent team manager kind of gigs because those things don't necessarily come in in bunches what does tend to batch up are like the pay-to-play kind of gigs and that Mm -hmm. will be when i come in and line a bunch up and do them one after another in a big lump um i don't tend to get too many auditions in a day because i'm a niche voice so a busy day for me would be 10, <laughs> um, but it's often more in the sort of five kind of range. So when, uh, for example, a manager or an agent audition comes in, i the first thing I'll do is check to see the suitability, make sure I haven't already submitted to someone else, make sure I'm right for the role. And uh, then I'll I'll come in, well, for a start, I'll start recording outside of the booth. I like to make sure all the engineering technical stuff is done s- outside of the booth and then I walk into the booth because I want to be in purely performance mode and then um, I'll uh, have it up on the screen and I'll watch any reference videos or you know whatever else music listen to the music if it has it read the specs and then do the read you know read through it and if I need to do it again I'll do it again and if that's the only audition I need to do I'll then go out the booth stop recording and then put my engineer hat on now I don't go nuts with the processing or anything like that but i listen to it from a almost like a casting perspective like which one do i prefer what do i like what i don't like oftentimes it is just one read and i'll just go and trim out the front and the back and i'll send that but i certainly listen through all the way before i send it off and uh i pretty much do that with every every audition Um, so if it's batched i'll record them all one one after another in the booth, and then I'll go out and I'll edit them and ultimately send them one after another as well. So very much splitting my brain between engineer and performer. And that's how I do it. How do you do it?
1: (laughs) I am completely the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) In like almost every way. My life, my voiceover career, I, I feel like it is built on efficiency, like trying to get out the most perfection, the most professional product possible in the shortest amount of time. Because for me, the more work I can get done in a short amount of time, the more time I have to be with my family and or run, you know, NAVA and conferences and other things that I want to do. So the way that I do it is um, I'm in my booth almost all day long, unless I am working on, like today I was, I was sitting at my computer doing some accounting, that stuff I might sit at my laptop and do, but other than that, I, I spend my entire day in my booth. As soon as an audition pops up for me in my inbox, I'm already in my booth, so I open it up, I skim the specs, I skim the script, I imagine what the commercial sounds like in my head, my recording software is already in my booth, I take a breath, I hit record, I record the audition. When I know I need to take another big breath, I stop the recording, I take a big breath, I start the recording again and I punch in. Once it's done, I do zero editing on the back end because I started before I took a breath and I ended (laughs) before I took another breath. So there's no editing that needs to be done. Um, And then I export it as an MP3 and name it correctly and upload it. So each audition takes me on average Under five minutes, usually two minutes per audition, if it's a commercial audition. If it's um, something where I have to watch a reference video or if it's a game or something that takes longer time, I'll, I'll spend more time researching and prepping. But even so, it takes me usually under 10 minutes to do all of that and record the audition and send it off. That means for me, I can do, you know, five to 10 auditions in 10 to 30 minutes. And that's all the time that I spend auditioning throughout the day. Um, And I love it. I absolutely love auditioning that way. For me, it makes everything so low pressure because I'm never overthinking anything. There's there's just always another audition and another audition and another audition. And I'm trying to just like connect to the script, give my read and send it off. And then I don't even think about it. Like I don't even listen back through to hear how it w- how it went. Yeah. So maybe I've left a click or <laughs> or a weird sound or a breath um, in a place where it wasn't supposed to be. But I don't I don't know of anyone who's ever lost a job because of mouth clicks no. or a click in the <laughs> or Not like a, unless it's you a know? chronic problem. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's a chronic problem, <laughs> I feel like even if you. Even if you made a mistake, you know, like hopefully you don't make a mistake. If I make a mistake, I stop the recording and I go back and I punch in and record over the mistake. Um, but for me, like starting as a live performer, if you're a live performer, you go on stage and you get one shot and whatever comes out is what comes out and you've given it your best. And that's what the audience hears. Like you don't get a chance to stop the, the audition or the show and be like, wait, 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 sorry, sorry. I'm so Sorry. That high note was not what I wanted it to be. Can we go back a few measures? Thanks. Yeah. Like, let's go back and So presumably <laughs> sing again.
0: you, I mean, not that you ever really do it, but you haven't seen any benefit in going back and trying it a second time or a third time. You just go with your gut instinct on the first
1: read. So often my gut instinct on the first read, I'll get through two sentences and I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what this is at all. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I didn't realize this is a negative political ad instead of like a positive political ad or whatever. Like, and so then I'll just stop the whole recording. I'll delete everything I did because I'm not going to keep it. What's the point? And then I'll just start again at the top. Or if I get like five seconds in and I mispronounce something, I'll just delete the whole thing and start again. And then but once my first take is done and I'm going to do a second take, I just stop everything. Take a breath hit record do another take and then if i know in my heart like ooh i like that second take better than the first one i'll switch the first and the second one yeah i'll keep the name slate at the top but then just switch them and i but i don't listen back
0: i cool. love that and i wish i could do it <laughs> but <laughs> i i mean for time saving purposes yeah that w- i i really want to get into that but from my perspective there have been so many times when i've gone out outside of my performance mode, left the booth, gone and sat down with my headphones, listened back and gone, Oh no, that wasn't that didn't sound like it sounded in the room. And I'd had to go back in with a fresh perspective on it and I gave a much better read. I also I think in in some ways our careers are a little different because I'm not getting twenty opportunities a day. I'm getting five or six. <laughs> so I have to book Right. Each one carries more weight, so yeah. I, you know, I want to invest a bit more because, and just to elaborate on that a bit, because I'm a niche voice, being a British guy in America, I tend to get fewer opportunities than if right. I was living in the UK. More like your situation, where you're in the US, you're American. So
1: I'm just a regular, regular <laughs> old thirty-something lady. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you're amazing at what you do. It's true. No, it's,
1: no. 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 But but I like to. I like to talk about myself that way. I like that for a few reasons. One, because it just reminds me like there I literally have at least three to seven friends who are as fantastic as I hope to be (laughs) who I text with every day and if i don't book it they will definitely book it because we're all kind of interchangeable and then that also takes the pressure off of me yeah like i don't have to be perfect and and for me like i can feel as i'm doing it like you know from being a live performer as well like you can feel as you're doing it if it's great or not mm. for me once i once i start to feel this is not great i stop the recording and just delete it yeah. And go back and do it. But I do it in the moment. I find that the times when I'm not connected are the times when I'm criticizing myself as I'm reading the script. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like that inner voice in your head that as you're reading it is like, oh, Karin, that's not conversational. Like you sound so announcer-y. Like,
0: yeah. You know,
1: the, whole, the whole time. And for me going back and listening through what I've just done reinforces that critical voice
0: oh okay. so if
1: I go back and I listen back through I'm more likely to go oh Karin that's not conversational that's that what are you doing there you sound so announcer yeah and then that makes me stop and get back in the booth and then the critic gets back into my head and goes <laughs> as i'm reading it okay is this more conversational is this less announcery and then for me i feel like it just gets worse and worse
0: that's funny because <laughs> the I'm, more
1: i analyze
0: it, <laughs> i'm the opposite because i give myself freedom knowing that i'm going to listen back to it later and go yeah uh, i can just do my thing knowing that well i'm not going to send something that's completely ridiculous because i'll review right. this later um, yeah. that takes the pressure off for me cuz I know that I'm going to give it a second listen. But then that can you can go nuts with that. I can totally right. see like you can go overboard and self-analysis and I think for both of these systems exposure and just re- repetition takes you out of that insane making, you know, spiral because yeah. for me I'll listen back and go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's move on. I'm not I'm not angry at myself or if it doesn't work, I'll go, okay, I'll just go and do it again. I'm not going to stress about it. And for you, you have the confidence that you can give that performance, and know I can just send that off. That's at the very least in the ballpark of what they're looking for. Yeah. And if they want me, they'll choose me. If they want Alyssa, someone else. You know, the, yeah, yeah, Alyssa, exactly. Maria, Joey, everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. Morgan Meadows. Yeah.
1: Oh, Morgan Meadows. <laughs> um, yeah. I. What was I going to say about that? I was just thinking about how much I really love morgan Meadows. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's great well we lo- we definitely love her because we gave her the gig <laughs> i know we gave
1: her the gig when we did our thing but i was thinking about i was thinking about something else of hers that i heard recently that i was just like oh this is so good it's great um listeners listen to listen to morgan if you haven't yeah um auditions for me are about trusting myself oh and here's the other thing that i was going to ask you how many times jamie have you done an audition whether it was a live audition with a casting director or something like that and you've thought oh that was absolute crap but then you booked the job
0: oh yes yes it's a regular thing yeah absolutely i had this story I feel
1: like that's such a regular thing
0: <laughs> i have this thing where one time i was at a in-person casting i've told this story before but I won't say who it was. I don't think uh, they work in the industry anymore, which is, you know, not surprising. Um, And this casting director was known for just not paying attention, not listening, not communicating, nothing. And they had this little, like, yappy dog.